0: Gloria Giarno, welcome to the C.L. Bryan Show. How are you, friend?
1: I'm well. Thank you so much for having me, C.L. I really appreciate it.
0: Glad that you're on with us, Gloria. Gloria, tell us about your new book. Tell us about the genesis of it. How did we get going with this one? Talk to us.
1: Well, Stevie, my son, thank you for your kind words, by the way. He was the student body president at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee in 2020. He was installed in January of 2020. Everything was coming along, it was going along great up until he put up a post on his personal public Instagram page, a picture of himself standing in front of the White House, thanking our forefathers on the 4th of July for the freedoms that you and I share. Well. About 300 comments came in, and mostly negative, a lot of them from students, telling my son he should kill himself, calling him a racist, and accusing him of celebrating a covertly racist holiday, the 4th of July.
0: Wow. 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 Are you sensing in uh, your children or people, young people, your your son's age, are you sensing then a, a diminishing uh dilution of the the patriotic, the American patriotic spirit. Spirit. How are you? How are you de- de- deciphering that? Well,
1: I don't know if you know this about me, but I lived in a communist country. I actually attended first grade in communist Yugoslavia in Zagreb, and um, what I saw there was basically what parallels what I witnessed at Belmont. I will start with telling you. That as a six-year-old, I had $1,000, American dollars, in my backpack every single day when I went to first grade. And I had that with me in case of civil unrest in Yugoslavia. I knew exactly which cab to get into, exactly where to tell that cab driver to take me to. And I knew that $1,000 would get me to the border of Yugoslavia and Italy, where my aunt would meet me and my parents would come when they were able to. I also knew that every day on my walk to school, when I saw that police officer standing on that corner, he was not there to protect me. He was not there to make sure that I was not kidnapped or anything happened to me or injured in any way. He was there strictly to protect the communist regime and Yosip Tito, who was the dictator at the time. So what I witnessed with, what you're asking me about young people, what I'm seeing, what happened to Stevie at Belmont University parallels my experience. My son was silenced, just like I was silenced and everyone who lived, or lived in a communist country was silenced. My son's voice was never heard at Belmont. He went to administration. He did everything the handbook required him to do when he got the threats on email, when he got the threats over you know, the phone, everything. And unfortunately, no one in administration, no one in staff, no one in his fraternity, no one wanted to help our son. The only thing that Belmont had to say to me was, Are you going to be suing our school?
0: Wow. Wow. That so so their concern was a lawsuit. N- not, not, not the freedoms that they were trampling upon. Let me ask you this, Gloria. I think uh, you, you're the perfect candidate to ask this. You're a first generation American, which of course means that your parents came here as legal immigrants. Uh, let let me ask you this then about the the feeling that you get transitioning. Just a bit. We're going to give you a chance to tell everybody how to get a hold of your book and all of that. But I, I want to hear this from you, being the child of legal immigrants. How does it make you feel then? How How does it make you feel uh, the way uh, our uh, borders are being uh, handled and conducted by this administration? Talk to us.
1: It's wrong. It's wrong on every level. Everything is wrong. I mean, we're living in we are two steps away from being a communist country right now. We're not allowing people to come here legally. They have to wait in line. But our borders are completely open. You're free. You know, go to Mexico and you can come here for free but we're also not allowing the media to do any kind of reporting. We're censoring them as well. I mean, mainstream media talks about, you know, how rosy everything is. Things are not good, and we're not allowed to talk about that. So I see exactly what I've witnessed in communist Yugoslavia. We need to take control. We need to take our country back. We need to figure out a way that we can actually win elections. As Republicans, we need to come back We need to fight together,
0: and we need to win. We We need need to to win. We need to win. Now, uh, carrying on this conversation along these lines, um, we see what's developing as far as the attacks against former President Donald John Trump. And um, uh, by the way, folks, my good friend Sam Sorbo uh, wrote the foreword uh, to Gloria's book, Outcast, and we'll talk about that here in just a, a moment. But uh, you you see what's happening to President Donald John Trump, and uh, none of us uh, have, have have seen this type of treatment of an American president, uh, living or dead, at, at any point in American history. How how desperate, in your estimation, does this make? Democrats appear, and does this tactic that they're using actually backfire? Do you see that happening now? Talk to us, Gloria.
1: Desperate is an understatement. I feel that they will do anything. I mean, it's not just him. I mean, it's everybody they're going after. I mean, it's very sad. It's very sad. My parents are both deceased. My parents would be so upset to see what our America has come to. This is no longer the free country it was before. Basically, what they're doing is, in my opinion, what Democrats are trying to do is illegal. They are bringing up these charges against President Trump, who I have met with, who is an incredible human being and helped this country so much. But what they're doing is trying to destroy him, but they're going to destroy all of us. They're just using him to pull him aside so that they can get us. And I talk about this with students because I do work mostly with young people. And I talk about this, that communism is not socialism, you know, free stuff. There is no free stuff. I don't care if it's tuition. I don't care if it's, you know, any. There is nothing for free. Absolutely. It comes with a price. Absolutely. But young people do not understand that. So when you ask me about young people, yes, the left has a way of marketing and branding and making everything seem glamorous. Unfortunately, I do feel that we need a stronger GOP. We need a stronger person to come out and say, hey, this is wrong. And that person is President Trump. And if people don't start supporting him, everyone should be talking about what's going on in Georgia and everywhere else. Everyone should be talking about what's being done to President Trump, because next time, that's going to be you or me.
0: I absolutely Absolutely agree with you. Absolutely agree with you, uh, Gloria. Uh, as far as, as as that is concerned, our young people. It sounds as though your household was very much like mine, coming from a bunch of hardworking people. Farmer stock is uh, what I come from. You had to work for. You had to earn. That I guess that's the word that people don't 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 hear much anymore. You have to. You had to earn everything i had to earn everything that i got and it was usually by the sweat of my brow and i do see that missing in our nation what do what we do we fail to pass that on i mean what was it the electronic age what happened from a mother's standpoint who has raised an outstanding young man uh stevie uh I, I, what 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 happened in the translation what what happened with that thank you for
1: your kind words about stevie What happens is I think that, yes, I do think that parents want to spoil their children. They do not believe that children should be working when they're in school. I have three children. All three of them went to work by the age of 16. My daughter started working when she was 14. But all three of them went to work at 16. If you want to drive a car, that's fine. We will help you buy a car. But you are expected to pay your insurance and your gas. We're not an ATM machine for you. So my father instilled in me, that if you don't have a strong work ethic, you're going nowhere in life. My father came here with $10 in his pocket. That's all he had to his name when he came legally through Ellis Island to this country, and he was in a camp and he was sponsored. And so he lived with two men in Chicago and um, in Englewood, which is now you know a crime-ridden area of Chicago. Yes, but I know that a area. Neighbor- you do? Okay, it was a beautiful area at the time in 1956. And so my father, first thing he did was sign up to learn how to speak English. He went to community college. He got a job with a company that spoke Italian because he spoke Italian. And the third thing he did was take classes to become an American citizen, and my father did. He even changed his name from Andra to Andrew. My father was a proud, hardworking American for 57 years of his life. He called himself an American before anything else, and that was most important to him. So, yes, he passed along a strong work ethic to me. My mother was a Ph.D. professor at Loyola University, so she went to the University of Chicago for her master's and her Ph.D. Brilliant woman, spoke nine languages. Amazing. She taught me. My parents both taught me exactly what communism was, and we appreciated the freedoms of this country more so than I think the everyday American, because I know what communism is. My parents lived there. My mother lost everything in the war. Even their home was taken by communists. They occupied the home. They had to leave. So it's very frightening to me that today's generation, no matter who I speak with, they look at me like I have another head growing out of my neck because they don't understand when you're offered free things, There is a bigger price to pay than you can ever imagine. And I can't get that message through. And I'm hoping that in talking to you today that we can reach some new people who will begin to understand. Nothing is free, and President Trump is fighting for every single one of us, and we need to stand with him. We need to stand side by side with him because otherwise if America falls, That's it. We're
0: done. There's nowhere to go. There is nowhere to go. Where do people go if America goes away? Not only is there not any free stuff, Americans, there is no such thing as equal outcome. You've heard me say this a million times across the country in speeches and here on the radio. Uh, Tom Brady did not play the Super Bowls that he won for an equal outcome. Uh, He played the game to win. And that's the American spirit. And that's why people come here so they can win in life because of the opportunities that America offers those who will use their God given talents to advance their selves here on this earth in this lifetime. And I want you to tell everyone. Uh, about this book, Outcast, how to get a hold of it, and how to get a hold of you and your thoughts. I'm telling you, you have really represented yourself very well. I see very clearly now how, where, and as Stevie gets uh, his grounding from, it's from his parents. And folks, that's the, way it's, that's the way it should be, okay? Not from this government building if you're sending your kids to public school. You send your kids to a government building every day and you don't pay attention to what they're learning there and you find out that hey they're teaching the kids there to teach uh, or to treat kids like stevie giarno like an outcast when do you wake up from that when when are you going to wake up from that uh, tell everybody how to get a hold of the book that every one of you i'm telling you, you should go ahead get it read it and f- how can they help you if they're so inclined
1: gloria radical left try to destroy a young conservative is available on amazon barnes and noble where all books are sold it's very easy to get so we're very you know we're very happy that it is so accessible and we do hope that people take advantage of that and do read it and after you're done reading it pass it along to a friend so that we can share the message because that is basically what i want to do educate parents grandparents aunts uncles and god willing young people to understand what happens when you speak out and you will not endorse BLM when your fraternity and your school, a Christian conservative school, does endorse BLM, and they all do it and you won't. And you will see how they silence you. And it's hard to be the only one. But it takes one of us to start a conversation about this like Stevie did, and now we're able to talk about it freely. So the organization I have is unitedwomenfoundation.com And what I do basically is mentor young women, and I help them with scholarships for college, internships, and eventually job placement with conservatives. Because I feel we as conservatives need to work together. And unfortunately, young women are targeted so much more than young men on college campuses because the left, once again, glamorizes, and girls want both likes on Instagram. I'm here to tell them, I don't care about Instagram. I don't care about Facebook. What's important is that you're able to look at yourself in the mirror and know that you are true to yourself, true to your country, and fighting for what's right.
0: Unitedwomenfoundation.com. I believe that's right. dot. Go there. Gloria, Gloria Giano. Let me tell you, you not hit the ball out of the park today on every point. Michelle, we must have her back uh, often. And I, I certainly appreciate your stance, your courage. And I certainly appreciate the gift that God has allowed you to give to the world through your son, Stevie. We look forward to having both of you on with us. In fact, Michelle, let's arrange so we can get them on together. Uh, the next time that uh, that we're, we're on, we can do that through the power of modern technology. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. I like this part of it. And so, uh, Gloria, thank you so much for being on with me. God bless you and God keep you. We'll talk to you real soon.